You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. You guys open up your Bibles. We're going to jump right into the Word. Okay, Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 through 10. Okay, the Word says this. I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ, Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've discarded everything else, counting it as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. You know, what I love about Paul in chapter three is, you know, he writes about the value of Christ. And Paul actually is like the perfect example to speak about the value of Christ. So he goes on to explain, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. For God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. And he closes it out with a verse that I love. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. So if you remember... Paul, I mean, Paul experienced the mighty power of Christ. He experienced that on the road to Damascus. You know, of course, check. There we go. Hey, all right. All right. So, of, of course, like at, at this time, you know, Paul was actually Saul. So, and he was in the business of, you know, persecuting Christians. And on the way to Damascus, he was hit by the power of Jesus knocked down to his feet. Jesus spoke to him, gave him directives. Um, He was blinded temporarily, but then healed, delivered, gave his life to Christ, and then he was baptized. So Saul converted to Paul and became a follower of Christ. And what's interesting is God hit me with this this morning. It was just a question, like if, if I can do that for somebody like Saul, who was tied up in religious law and persecuting Christians, who can I do that for today? Who can I do that for today? So think about today's world. Who are persecuting Christians and who can be hit with the power of God? Yeah. So I had my own, yeah, no, we won't mention any names, but I had my own um, road to Damascus moment. Now I wasn't persecuting Christians, so it's not the same thing, but I, I was rocked by the power of God. And so this happened in 2018, and I took, a, took a, a, a trip out to Colorado to climb some mountains. And in this trip, I was trying to see how many 14,000-foot peaks I could climb in five days. Um, you know, I ended up getting 12. I'll, I'll just keep it long story short. So on the third day, on the third day, something totally unexpected. <laughs> Something totally unexpected happened. Um, I lost my way. I was off the trail, uh, lost the internet connection, couldn't find myself on the map. Um, it was towards the tail end of the day. And, you know, I just kept on, kept on working, just kept on climbing, rock after rock, just scaling the peak. And I just thought to myself, well, I'll eventually get to the top. Um, I got to a point where I could no longer physically move. Like, I couldn't, I didn't have any professional equipment with me. There was nobody with me. I was by myself. And I got to a spot where I couldn't, 
continue to go forward. Drop off to my left, drop off to my right. And it's one of those moments where you look back and you're like, how am I going to get down? So at that moment, I cried out to God. Um, I just didn't know how physically I was possibly going to do it. And so I cried out to God, and I, and I basically just pleaded for help. He, um, he got me back to safety, just move by move, little by little. And as soon as I got back to the place where I could rest, I just fell to my knees. And I just asked God, what do you, what do you want me to do? I'll do anything. What do you want me to do? And, you know, this is the first time that I actually audibly heard it you know, God's voice. And he said, I want you to go to men's prayer. I know that's kind of like, like just very, very simple. I want you to go to men's prayer. So that was actually the first time in my life I submitted underneath God's authority. And the first time in my life where I actually opened my heart to his leadership you know, and when I submitted myself underneath God's authority, then and only then could God actually lead me. Um, I had to lay down my pride. I had to lay down my ego. I had to let go of all my worldly plans, all the things that just kept me, that, that was building a wall between me and my Heavenly Father. I had to let go of that. So men's prayer, um, you know, I, I kept my promise to God that next Tuesday I went to men's prayer. And I quickly found out that this was a training ground for prayer warriors. This was a training ground for teaching men how to be better husbands. This is a training ground for teaching men how to be better fathers and better leaders. You know, so I learned how to pray. And here's, here's the thing. When men learn the power of their own tongue, the atmosphere around them shifts and it actually activates the heavens and using heavenly language. So... Once my atmosphere changed, I actually took authority over my house. And, you know, what's, what's great about God is he gives us men the responsibility of a wife. He gives us men the responsibility of children. He gives us men the responsibility of people to lead. And I lost my place. And with that responsibility comes authority. When we accept that responsibility, we are actually taking authority over our home. And here's the one thing about authority. Where the authority of God lives, the enemy does not. So it doesn't stop there. So I actually learned uh, how to honor, love and honor my wife. So I started to see what it meant to love and honor my wife. Everything in my marriage started to shift. When I submitted to God's authority, I was able to see the role, my role as a husband, and I was able to see my wife's value. Pastor Jurgen said it really, really well. Appreciation is what happens when value rises. Appreciation is also what happens when you understand the full value of something. Little by little, the scales were being removed from my eyes, and I could finally see what I wasn't able to see before. So here's the cool thing about God, too. God won't reveal certain things to you if you're not aligned with him. Once you get aligned, he'll start to do that. Yep. All right. So then my wife and I got baptized together, and I started to see things differently. 100%, the scales were removed from my eyes. 
And I've figured out that I've been looking for things. I've been looking for leadership. I've been looking for development my whole life. And I was literally spending over $250,000 a year per, for professional and personal coaching. And at that moment, I just decided to cancel all those contracts because I just, God was, the, God was it. The value I was getting from God fulfilled the need that I was looking for. So what's interesting, what's interesting about uh, excellence is that excellence makes no room for mediocrity, and mediocrity actually withers away. So in a culture of excellence, mediocrity really just stands out, and you can tell it. In a culture of mediocrity, excellence stands out as well, okay? So when you surrender your life to the Lord and you make Jesus your Lord and Savior, you start living the life God intended for you to live. Some things get deleted and some things get deprioritized. There is an exchange and a shifting of what is valuable. It sounds something kind of like this. God, I am giving you these things of lower value in exchange for something excellent and of higher value. And what God wants you to know is that you're made in the kingdom. And, ha- and listen, we're all Americans, and we, we take pride in American-made things because we trust in how it's made. But what you have to understand is that you're made in the kingdom. You are made by the heavenly fathers, cr- the creator of the heavens and the earth. You are made with his hands, so you are made in the kingdom of God. And when you're made in the kingdom, you're made with excellence. And that stands out in a culture and a world of mediocrity. And when you get baptized, last thing here, Jesus literally takes the pair of glasses, you know, the, the, the lenses in which you view the world, he takes them off. You know, when you go down in the water, those glasses come off. And then when you come up, a new set of glasses come on, an upgraded prescription of how to view and see the world. Everything literally changes. You see the world differently. You see the world differently. So I want to pray right now. I want to pray for this group. Heavenly Father, thank you for this holy ground that we stand on. Thank you for your authority. Thank you that you you sent your son to die on the cross. And thank you, God, that we have a place that we could submit. We can submit and make that exchange for something of higher value. Thank you, God, that you made us. You made us in the kingdom. We are kingdom made. And thank you, God, that every word that is spoken penetrates our hearts, renews our mind. And thank you, God, for that upgraded prescription. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 All right. Thank you. All right. So I would like to invite up our next speaker here, Jeff Kim. Come on up, buddy. If I ever got the opportunity to come up here, I wanted to make sure that I tasted this pastor water because I was always curious, like, 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 uh, does it taste differently? Is it is it anointed? But it it's definitely tastes different, so it tastes good. So, um, um. I, I'm so honored to uh, to be here because um, this ha- this house has truly uh, changed my life. So um, as as I look out um, and see all of you, there's so many 
friends um, that that I've had uh, through this house, and uh, you have all been a part a part of my story. So I just want to say say thank you. Uh, truly, truly, like honored to to do this life with you, and um, yeah, thank you for for everything. Okay. So um, what I love most about um, Awaken is it's a true house of, of transformation, a transformation in, in, in every sense of the word. But the one thing that is so different than anything I've ever experienced is the creativity in which we disciple people. Right? So when you look at a question, and I'm sure we all had this person where we're like, hey, you really can you come to church with me? We always ask them to come to church. But no matter what you say, there are certain people that church the connotation of that, they're just never going to come. However, we just watched some incredible like videos. And when we look at like Hero, when we look at Twisted, the question is different. The question is whether, hey, will you come to church with me? Or the question is, is, hey, do you want to come watch this amazing musical, right? So when they come, it's the, the, the answer and the direction is still the, the same equation, right? The result is, always, is the same thing. We know that no matter what avenue that you're going to come in, whether it's Twisted, whether it's Cherish, whether it's Pathfinders, and all these, whether it's youth, the, the, the youth, like the, the, the lock-in, any of those like opportunities that you have, they all come to one thing is we want them to come through these doors and just experience the power of the Holy Spirit in this house. Because church is, church is not like the doors. The church is a true experience where you could be around like fellow believers and, and have a shift in, in what your life is looking. So I wanted to focus heavily on Emerge because Emerge is not this Thursday. It's the Thursday after, right? So, so there's, still, there's still time uh, for this. So I actually want you to engage with me on this question. Okay, so the question is, is... Do you have a man in your life that you know has to go to emerge but has not registered yet? Can you raise your hand if, if there's somebody in, in, your, in your life that you know needs to go to emerge? And then secondarily, can you continue to raise your hand if that person is someone that you continue to ask over and over again, year after year, and the answer is always no? Okay, so I want you to think about that person. Think about that person right now um, as I read this verse. So this is from Luke 5, 17, 19 in the New Living Translation. It says, one day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all of Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the huge crowd. So when they, up, when they went up to the roof and took off some tiles, then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. So cliffhanger in the end like that man like actually did receive his his healing he received his miracle and he picked up that mat and he walked out of that house right so what what an amazing miracle but today I actually want to focus not on the end result I actually want to focus 
uh, on the existence of being paralyzed, right? So, so that man, as he's paralyzed, no matter what, like no one wanted his healing more than him. Right? Nobody wanted his healing more than him. So if he can, can he take himself and can he pick himself up? Can he pick himself up and go through the roof and then drop himself down? Like, no, he could not. It actually was his friends, his acquaintances, somebody that maybe they walked by this person, right? And, and maybe it was this person that they continue to, to walk by and they say, hey, man, I feel really sorry for him or I feel really bad for him. Like, what can I do? So it, it took those people, right? It wasn't that person who said, hey, I, I need my healing. But, you know, in life, especially as men, like we, we want to, we're very uh, closed off, right? We want to we solve, solve everything on our own. So then what do we do? We, we isolate, right? We want to isolate like in everything that, that, that we're looking at. But in this example is he physically literally could not, could not do it on his own. And it took people said, hey, is enough is enough for him. Enough is enough for my friend. Enough is enough for him that I am going to do whatever it takes like whatever it takes to get that man to get his healing. So then now I want you to think about that man that you raised your hand for. Maybe you didn't raise your hand or maybe it was a man that like is yourself. Like what are you paralyzed by? Like in his example, he was paralyzed because he couldn't, he couldn't walk, he couldn't do those things. But paralyzation is also a lot of things. Maybe you had uh, a really bad, like, like, childhood growing up. Maybe you're suffering from drug addiction. Maybe you're, 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 you're handcuffed by poverty. Whatever your mindset is, alcohol, any, any of those things. Like, what are they paralyzed on? What, is, what are they paralyzed that they cannot climb up the roof and drop themselves down for the opportunity to be in front of Jesus, right? So... When I, when I, like, look at, like, all those, like, opportunities, and, and uh, we had a baby dedication this morning at, at 9 a.m., and uh, it, like, messed me up because uh, my wife and I were actually having our first baby in April. So, so I couldn't imagine um, being a father without doing with Jesus on my side. So then when you, when you look at, like, your life, when you look at your friend that you've been praying for, maybe the answer is, is always no, but were you creative enough, right? Were you creative enough to invite that person, engage them in a completely different way, not feel sorry for yourself because like, oh, I'm so sick and tired of, of inviting them in, in the same direction over and over again. So like on a personal note, like for the last three years, I've invited the same three people to emerge every single year. And every year, it's always no, right? So I was super disappointed. I was sitting in, in my own stuff and then finally this year, I was like, hey, I'm going to be a captain. And maybe if I'm a captain, maybe that will get them over the line. Because I don't know what another year for my best friend, my college roommates, I don't know what life would be for them next year, another year without Jesus, right? So 
Fortunately, I, I had one of them came, and then I had these two extra registrations. And I said, hey, who can these uh, registrations go to? And I allowed the Holy Spirit to really sort of direct me. And it was uh, two friends. One friend said, yeah, absolutely, I'll go. And the other one was teeter-totting and said, hey, I probably can't go. I have um, a wife who just gave birth like six months ago, and I don't think like, I could leave her home. So then the same enemy came in my head and said, hey, like, they're not going to come. They're not going to come. But in that moment, I heard the Holy Spirit say, hey, you need to think about it differently. So at that moment, he didn't realize, but he put his phone on speaker, and I actually heard, like, his wife in the background. I heard his wife in the background, and I heard their baby in the background, and I said, hey, Matt, let me uh, talk to your wife. So I, so I put her on speaker, and I was like, hey, Courtney, um, I want to I tell you about something I invited Matt to, and uh, it's this Emerge conference, and I just told her everything about it. And in that moment, she was like, oh, yeah, Matt, you're going to go to that. <laughs> so... so so I, I, I want to end, end on this, is like that, that man that, that, that you have, the one that you know, if you, if you raise your hand, there's a reason why you raise your hand, because you know that you could help them. Otherwise, you would, you would have never raised their hand right now. So I want you to think about being bold and being courageous and being creative in the invite, because like this year is like their year to get their Emerge breakthrough. Thank you. And then uh, I want to invite the incredible Jake Kiefer, a uh, super wise man. Wow. Come on, Jeff Kim. Amazing. Wow. Um, it, is, it is incredible. I cannot believe I'm actually up here doing this. I'm actually giving a 3 by 10 message at the best church in the world with the best pastors in the world. So thankful for you guys. I'm not, I'm not sure why, why Pastor Sam had me go last. I, I mean, I, they already brought up Superman, a.k.a. Graham Desert, and, you know, Jeff Kim already drank the water. So I, 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 don't, know if, I don't know if there's anything left for me to do. So I'll try. I'll try. Um, I wanted a real quick, uh, just honor real quick before we get into this, my dad. If my dad could just stand up, please. Just stand up, please. So amazing. A great man, a great man I'm very, very, very thankful for. So dad, thank you. Thank you for being here. My dad's a crier and so am I. So if there are any, any tears are shed, don't be surprised. It's all right. Let's let it happen. Wow. So, <laughs> uh, so we're, we're coming up on a merge conference. And, um, you know, just in preparation for that, I thought it would just be maybe, oh, okay, I'm, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> maybe, that's what you said. 
I thought it, I thought it might be good to just kind of share a little bit about um, my my journey in Christ and and uh, kind of stepping up into manhood, right? Like just going through this season where God just calling me, right, to to step up into manhood, and, and I just really feel like I'm at the beginning of that journey. And you you may tell that I'm trying really hard because I'm growing this beard right now, and. Uh, I don't know. I, I know Pastor Alex doesn't approve, but he's not here today, so we're all good. It looks a, like, I feel like the further away I am, it looks a little bit better, but I don't know. I'll let, let you decide. Oh, thanks, Pastor Sam. So anyways, <laughs> we could actually get into it now. Um, so just, just a little bit about my journey growing up. Um, one, of the, one of the things that my dad always told me was... Jake, you're, you're a leader. You're a leader. One thing he just wanted to give and impart to me was, Jake, you're a leader. And, um, you know, I, I wish that's something that I would have leaned harder into at the time. But just for whatever reason, you know, really what it was is just a, a lack of experience, a lack, lack of maturity where I didn't step into that. But I always wanted to. I always, I always like had that inside of me, like I'm a leader, but I couldn't, I couldn't quite enter into that. I, I couldn't, I didn't quite feel like that leader. And, you know, the things I, I was told were things that were true about me, but I just didn't, I didn't see myself through the right filter. I didn't have the mind of Christ. Yeah, I didn't have, I couldn't see myself that way because I had not fully surrendered to Jesus. And I had Jesus in my heart. I, I had him, but I, what I had done is I, I, I switched out a relationship with Jesus for a religious experience, for a, a religious kind of relationship that's, that's not, not, one of, not one of dedication and sacrifice, but, but really one of rules and regulations and having to do things because this is the right way to do them and this is what good morals would say. Um, and and I, I wish I would have stepped into that, but at that time, that's, that's where I was. And you know, years, years go on this way and, you know, just kind of living life, just moving on, graduating and just, I'm just growing up. I'm just growing up. I'm just growing up accidentally, just not, not intentionally, just letting life kind of happen to me and, and, and not being intentional about my growth and, and what I was walking through. And I want to read a little bit out of Hebrews here, start at Hebrews 5.11. And just to preface this, it's, it's this beautiful scripture right before this. It's this beautiful scripture that um, is describing Jesus and what his sacrifice meant and kind of describing like who he was and, and how he was the high priest and what his sacrifice meant for us. Um, but it, it finishes kind of like this beautiful scripture. And then it says, and then it says, there is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others, yet you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. And this is to the Hebrew people who, who really should be experiencing this relationship with God, but they've traded it for a religious experience. But for me, this was, this was my call. This was my wake-up call to see, hey, hey, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? How long are you going to go on and just, and just have a, a transaction? How long are you going to go on and just have this religious doctrine that you're following instead of actually having a relationship with me? I, I want to do life with you. 
And, and this is his call. This is his call to each and every one of us of, I want to do life. I want to do relationship with you. How long, how long are you going to sit here with access to me, but shy away? How long are you going to sit here with access, but not enter into what he has for you? He's waiting. He's waiting. He's waiting for each and every one of us. And for me in my life, this, the, things just got, the stakes got too high for me. What was on the line, it was just, it was too much. I couldn't bear it anymore. There, there was too much fear in my life. There was too much hopelessness in my life. There was too much separation from God to where I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't live that way anymore. How could I? How could I with the weight of the world coming down on me? So many options and, and, no, and no peace, no peace, no trust, no, no, no hope. And, and it began to, the hope just began to go out the door just began to go out the door. And it was in that, it was in that moment that I, I had to stop letting life just happen to me. I had, to, I had to stop just letting things go the way that they were gonna go without any intention, without any purpose. And you know what, I, you know I was spiritually dull? It's because I was closed off. I was closed, not only was I closed off to God, but I was closed off to my deepest friends. I was closed off to my family members. And that's a decision that, that, I, that I decided to make, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally. That's what happens to us men. That's what happens to us is, is the weight of expectation comes and begins to just put this veil over your relationships where you can't connect with your, with your closest friends, the people you've been with. And that's why I was spiritually dull is because I was no longer in connection. I was no longer in relationship where Jesus wanted me. And that's leadership. That's leadership right there is, is owning up. You know what? I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. I'm going to be the one to get vulnerable. I'm going I'm to be the one to get real. I'm going to be the one who's not content to be where I'm at anymore. Not content to see hope walk out the door. Not content to see fear come in and steal from me. To see the enemy come in. No longer, no longer. I'm going to go first. I'm going to be a leader in my family, in my community. I'm going to stand in the gap and I'm going to be the one to go first. That's what leadership is. That's what it looks like to become mature in the Lord. It's what my dad spoke to me. It's what he, it's what he wanted to impart to me was to be a leader and to go first. So now when the enemy comes into my life, when the enemy comes in and he, and he will, he will, he will come after my health. He will come after my family. He will come after all these different things. I'm no longer shaken the way I used to be. I'm no longer shaken by the things of this world, by the wind, by the waves. When they come in, I say, no, I'm hearing from God. I no longer have spiritual deafness. I'm no longer spiritually dull, but I'm hearing from God and I speak a word, peace be still. I speak to those waves. I speak to those winds. I speak to that cancer. I speak to whatever's coming after my family and I curse it in Jesus name, declaring peace and favor in every circumstance, in every circumstance. And I'm just so blown away by what God's been able to do in, in this short time. And I would just point back real quick. I actually got the chance to come to Emerge in 2016 when I was really little. I don't know. I was like uh, middle school or just like beginning of high school. And um, I, I, got the, I got the chance to come and I was just full of faith. God's going to move. God, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. This is like, he's, this is it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be set free. I'm not going to have fear. I'm not going to have hope. None of this. But what, I, what I lacked was, what I lacked was vulnerability. 
I, I had faith that God would move right here, but what I'm, I can't tell anyone like what I'm going through. I can't let anyone in. I can't let the walls down. And I, I walked away from that conference really unchanged. It, it, was a, it was a seed, it was a seed planted to me, but quickly snatched away by the enemy. But that's not, that's not the end of the story because here I am. Here I am today standing before you, a changed man with hope, with faith. And I just, I look, I look back and I'm just, God, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it? It's so incredible. He was chasing me. Every, every second he was chasing me. Never let me go. Never, never let me out of his sight. And so I want to, I want to close and just give you the opportunity to where maybe, maybe you've been in a place of being closed off or a place of distance from Jesus, or you never, you never really knew what it's like to have a relationship with him, or maybe you did and you fell away and you kind of closed off again. You became spiritually dull. And this is, this is your moment. Maybe this is your moment that you're ready to change, that you're, that you're ready to turn, that you're ready to let the walls come down, that you're ready. You're ready. You're ready. So if we could all just bow our heads and close our eyes here for a minute. Just want to provide the, the space and the opportunity for you to receive Christ. And what you're receiving when you receive Christ is not a set of religious doctrine, not, not a rule book. It's nothing like that. You're going to receive a relationship with the creator of the universe, the, the true and living God, the one who's here, the one who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you want that, if you want that right now, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand here in a second. But don't, don't, let, don't let the enemy come and steal that seed. Don't let the enemy come and snatch something away from you that belongs to you, that Jesus has for you. He's got a life for you. He's got the rest of your life for you. He wants to do in a relationship. So on the count of three, if, if you say, that's me, I, I, want, I want relationship. I want to do life with you, Jesus. I want to make you Lord over my life. Just raise your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Go ahead and raise your hand. Raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You're going to wait just another another second, just another few seconds. If you've got a war going on, don't, don't, let this, don't let this be the day that you let it go. Reach out, reach out, reach out. Let the walls come down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're all just gonna, we're all just gonna pray together here. As, we, as you just keep your, your head bowed and your eyes closed. We're just gonna all pray this prayer as, as a church together in faith. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you that you are Lord over my life. Thank you, Lord, you never forgot me. You never forsaken me. 
and you never will. Lord, I thank you that you sent your son. And I believe he died on the cross for my sins. Lord, I believe the best, the rest of my life is the best of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.